0: This. 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Link. (laughs) And I'm Rhett. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we're going to be answering your questions about anything. Thank you for submitting those questions. Oh yeah, I I love it when you guys give us mm, stuff to to talk about too. We've got something introspective, Questions. We've also got some stuff that kind of might take us back. Gonna Nostalgic. get a good. Gonna get a good story out of you related to uh, your personal wife. I mean, personal life. My personal wife. You are making it public? Yeah, I'm making my. Brett's married. My wife public. <laughs> and I'm just going to give a warning. We should give them a warning that you may pick up on a different vibe from this ear biscuit. Don't tell him. See if they can figure it out. There's no way they can figure it out. Um, there's just a tremendous amount of tension between retinae this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut it with a, you could cut it with your finger. You know, if you say you cut it with a knife, well, you can cut things with a knife. But if you could cut something with your finger, then it must must be soft. That's not, that's just not You're coming together. It's is not it working? Um, there is no tension between uh, the tall one and I. Um, no, it has something to do with. This conversation happening fresh, fresh off the car. It's the morning. It's the it's you, the morning. You, you, I mean, boy, I really have, have you, a hard you, time. You could just, just said, I could have just come out and said it. We're recording this in the morning, and we've never done that. This is a morning ear biscuit, which seems appropriate considering that it's a biscuit. I mean, I think biscuits are great any time of day, but I think traditionally they are enjoyed in the morning. We're just changing it up. Just you know, well, we have a little bit more flexibility in our schedule with the uh, you know with the summertime situation. But you let us know uh, if you want to, us to tell you when we're recording. Because no, don't tell us that. I feel like I have a little morning face for the video watchers. But you, I mean, but you've already—I mean, you've been up for a while. You—I got up early. You got up early. You went—I'm sure you went to the gym. You I sure? went to the gym. Oh, thank you for being sure that I went to the gym. I, I actually did. Yeah, I, I went to the gym. What time did you get up? Uh, five forty-five. I got up at five thirty. Oh, oh! But I woke up at five. I'm waking up before my alarm. Ooh, like I think this is sign. becoming my talent. Like whenever I set my alarm because talent, it's not the same every day. Like some days it's 5:20, some days it's 5:30, some days it's 6:30. And I'll wake up before the alarm each no matter what time it yeah, is, but you said half an hour early. That's not that's not good timing. I mean, sometimes I'll no, it's not. I'll, I'll I'll be like I wake up, it'll be 525 the, and I'm supposed to get up at 530. I think it's just luck and if that feels good but if I wake up a half hour, I'm like, oh man, now I've got that weird thing that's gonna happen where I look at the clock, I, I don't have to get up for another 30 minutes, I'm gonna go back to sleep but it's not gonna be good sleep. That's what happened now, to me this morning. Cause now I'm thinking about, oh, I'm gonna get into this nice cocoon spot and then the alarm's gonna go off. right. I don't right. wanna do that. I should just get up. Yeah, 20 to 30 minutes is just enough time to get really deep into a sleep, I mean that's, That's the worst amount of time to wake up before your alarm and not get up because A, who gets up before their alarm? That's stupid. Why would you do that? Hmm. Then I'm gonna sit on the couch and then fall asleep sitting up because I'm not getting ready. You're, what? You're telling me that if you wake up early, you go and sit on the couch and wait until the allotted time to get ready? I've done that before, yeah. I said, well, I'm gonna do everything out of order. I'll I'll make a coffee and I'll sit here. I got 20 minutes, I could drink a coffee. You're telling me that if you get up early, you don't just start the same routine, it's just a little bit early. I only did it once and clearly- That was a mistake. I did it wrong. I mean, and I okay, I apologize. But you of all people, as routine oriented as you are, I would, you can't change it up just because you no, get up early. I didn't, see, I didn't. I got up. You waited until My, the allotted time. Right, which is the routine. So I kept the routine and that was my problem. I think you should have kept the order and then you would just have more time on the back end. Are you saying that the gym opens at a certain time and then you've got yeah. this space and you gotta fill it with well, something? Well there are classes. So I hate showing up to the gym way early and then there's like this awkward, I'm there with the other class before they're done. But to get up out of your bed and sit on the couch and wait. I only did it once. I mean, and yeah, I, I fell back asleep and did I didn't go anywhere. Did any you your where? wife know? She's like, she's like, she wakes up in the morning and there's <laughs> just, or sh- husband strangely sort of just sitting next to the bed. No, oh, no, I didn't just move over to the, we have a couch in our bedroom because that's how we roll. I ain't talking about that couch, I went downstairs and I sat uh, on like a lonesome couch, fell asleep. Okay, makes even less sense. Um, but usually, if I wake up that that much before my alarm clock, I'll go back to sleep, but before I go to sleep, I convince myself that I'm not gonna get up at all. It's like if you give me 10 minutes or 15 minutes in my brain to like battle out whether I'm gonna get up or not, I will not get up. That's called the resistance. Right, the resistance. I just have to, I have to get up mindlessly. Do you snooze? I can't can't engage my brain before I get out of bed. Do you ever snooze? No. Because that doesn't work for me. So what happens if you snooze? Well, I miss the gym, so snoozing is not an option. No, under any circumstances. Would you, if you didn't have somewhere to be. Yeah, I snooze. I'm not that weird. Well, you think I'm a weird guy or something? Snooze is part of the time that I have allotted. (laughs) Like, it's part of your game. Two snoozes is technically part of the time. Every morning? No, I don't do it every morning, but I have two but, snoozes But to what use. about Jessie? She's in the bed, is she already awake? She gets up, she's early too. I mean, she gets up about the same time. So there's like she also is a not- combination of four alarms going off when you can count both of you snoozing? Uh, no, because we have a white noise machine that plays at a very significant volume. Sounds racist. Okay. Uh, well, you can do pink noise as well. Do Seriously, what's pink noise? I'm not real sure. And there's also a brown noise. So really, everybody's covered. <laughs> there really is, but. There's brown noise, pink noise and white noise? It just has to do with the mix of frequencies. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm yeah, you. you <laughs> it was just that a up. joke. But it actually, not a sponsor, and it, and it won't help anyway, because I don't remember the name of it, but it's this little octagon that, uh, has like 16 different fan sounds and then 16 different uh basically like fuzz, like you know, frequency sounds. Okay. And so, and it's pretty bassy and it fires the, the, the sound up to the ceiling so it kind of spreads it so, around the room. Hold on, it fires the sound up so it, it's emanating from a place of a fan? No, it's emanating from everywhere. It feels like it's inside your head. Why do you know, you have one? Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's the one you have. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what I, I thought that's what I said. I know. I, I thought you just said there is this thing. I didn't know that you had it. No, I, I this is not one I use. I, I'm a super light sleeper. It's so an octagon. It's pretty small though. I'm a super light sleeper, so you my, could just have a fan. My, by the way, uh, no, because no, then because you also it, no, have a breeze. Because then that blows air. I don't want. What if I don't want the air on me at that particular moment? What if you're it's not a an airman? I pegged you as an airman. I have a ceiling fan as well. If I want that, I'll oh. turn that on. Well, you you got it covered. But the my mom has always slept with a fan. She also sleeps with my dad. But she <laughs> she but she has a, <laughs> she has a fan. Um, <laughs> that is it like your mom. A fan and your dad, or is it a fan, your mom, and your dad? The fan's not in the bed, the fan is is elsewhere. But I remember going in there, it was like freaking going into like a helipad (laughs) (laughs) growing up. Like you like where a helicopter was constantly landing. My my mom (laughs) ran that fan (laughs) so loud, you'd like you could hear it when they turn it on at night. It was just like It was like top. It sounds like there's a baseball card it, stuck in the. It could have been. It could have been gas powered. <laughs> like one I don't of those. <laughs> know how they got such a loud fan. All I know is when you went in there, you at got night, a gas powered fan in there. Like if That's you dangerous. if you had to go get their attention at night, like you had to knock on the door, but you had to like bang on the door, and then when you went in there, it was like speaking to someone in the middle of a combat. It's like mom, my foot fell asleep. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I got news for you, man. You need to re. You need to just rerun this whole experience through your mind and realize that the fan was not to help them to sleep, but it was no, no, I for think something it, else. It was dual purpose, I do believe that it was uh, to cover things, <laughs> to cover things that might be happening, but also my mom uh, has always had a ringing in her ears and so it was a way to, uh, I guess they call that tinnitus, what do they call it? Tetanus. Yeah, Tonight. She, she has a tetanus infection. Yeah. <laughs> T- <laughs> and so she she needed that to go to sleep. I need it because I'm such a light sleeper. Like I literally will wake up if like the, one of the the children like just kinda rolls over in the next room and just makes a noise. They don't even have to yell for us. Even with the white noise machine on. A lot of times I'm like, Jesse, Shepherd is yelling for you right now. Like she, <laughs> does, she doesn't know. So she doesn't wake up when my alarm, my phone goes off on my side oh, okay. of the bed. It's like, but any little thing that breaks me out of the white noise. In fact, the other night, did the power go off at your house? No. In the middle of the night? We live pretty close to each other so I just, I looked out um, and saw all the other houses were dark too so. Anyway, when the white noise went off, I woke up. Like that's how sensitive I oh, am. Oh wow. So it's the absence of white noise that almost shocked me. There's gotta be an analogy there somewhere. Well, I'm great with those, so I'm sure I can come up with one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you you use the white noise setting, not a simulated fan setting, or like a helicopter like your mom. I've used it quite, I've-, I've, I've You mix I've, it up? I've done a lot of different things. And Jesse doesn't care. No, she she likes it. She likes it. I mean, I think ultimately, all people could benefit from white noise. I also think it's a little bit of a crutch. So if you don't, if you don't right. need it's one, it's kind of like if you don't need. So and so now when I travel, I have a white noise app. I'll demonstrate. You're going to demonstrate it. Yeah. There it is. It's one of the ones that comes up because I. What's the app called? Not a sponsor. I don't know. This is stream water flowing. This is this is the best I can get on this app because it was free. So I listened to this all night if I'm traveling. I mean, I wouldn't call that flowing. I call that gushing. Yeah, it's all the way up, man. This is a I mean, cuz you can go through some other things like uh Oh, that's that ooh. makes me want to pee everywhere. I know, gosh. <laughs> this is a cat purring. I hate oh, that oh, sound. put it up to the mic. I want to kill that thing. It actually sounds like a cat purring in the foreground but someone with a weed whacker in the background. Could you imagine the 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 crazy person that needs this to sleep? Okay. Well, uh, you're only saying that because of your love for cats. Crickets. That doesn't sound like crickets. It sounds like a ring wraith breathing. Yeah, that's horrible. If you're holding it too close to the mic. It's, it's crazy. Okay, frogs. I would, that's creepy, man. It's like, when, I, I would dream about cra- frogs crawling on me. Yeah, bad. It's like a plague. Air conditioner. That's not bad an industrial air conditioner I've never gotten this deep I might use this one What if, what if we just record some like link making mouth noises Go to sleep How, cra- How crazy is this one A freaking grandfather clock One time I I tried to sleep at my aunt Helen's house Mama and Nell's sister She's still yeah. alive she's like 95 years old Helen, uh, yes. She uh, she had a grandfather clock and I was trying to sleep in the living room. I could not go to sleep. It's like a horror movie. Cause it's not a constant sound, it's just like that. Well, that, it's on a rhythm, it is a pendulum. I couldn't sleep, it drove me nuts. I was also in a recliner. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Anyway, that's how I get things done. We're See, we're fresh out of that this morning. Yep, having a morning biscuit. Fresh out the oven. Your biscuits is supported by Burrow. Burrow has reinvented the luxury couch from style to shipping. Burrow's put the time and thought into furniture buying so you don't have to. Now, you know this about me. If I'm in any space for any amount of time, I like it to be like I like it to be. Oh, really? Yeah, any space. And I, when it, I didn't know that about you. When it comes to my couch space, Oh man, I I love knowing that it's how I want it. So that's why I'm particularly excited about Burrow and the couches that they offer because they are totally customizable to fit not only your personality in your room with color, size, but also things like armrest height I love sitting in something that's like, you know what? This armrest is at the height that, that is important. I designed. That's it to important be for me as a large I'm, man. I need I need specifics when I'm watching my television. It's engineered to be super comfortable and. I also like knowing that this thing that I'm sitting on is not gonna be a liability when I move. Yes, because burrow is adaptable, so even if your space changes or you move, the modular design allows it to move and grow with you. Also, this thing has stain-resistant fabric, it's got fabric that is resistant to your pet's claws, and it has a freaking built-in USB charger, yes. I it's love It's inside the couch. Uh, this is the same quality you'd expect from a high-end retailer, but you don't have to break the bank to get it. Enjoy 30 days of cozy on your Burrow risk-free or try out Burrow at one of their showrooms today. Enjoy 30 days of cozy? I like that. Yeah, 30 days <laughs> of cozy. <laughs> All right, so for $75 off your order, visit burrow.com slash ear. That's B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash ear for 75 bucks off your purchase. And now on with the biscuit. Okay, um, let's get to some questions here from you. We posted a prompt on Facebook and Twitter, so make sure you're following us there if you wanna get in on this. Rachel you Deal. You want me to take my glasses off? No. Okay. She, I recognize your name, Rachel. If I were a splurgy type of person, I'd hire a maid once a month, cause chores suck. What is one thing that you would like to splurge on more often and why don't you do it? Hmm, okay. I I know there's something that I've started to splurge on and then there's a whole other level of splurge that I am flirting with. You're flirting with the splurge? I've started splurging on more regular massages. I think uh, many times over the course of conversations, I have brought this up because I never hesitate to big up a massage. And I think we talked about this on the show, but our schedules are on each other's calendar. And so when you have a massage scheduled, (laughs) I see it on my calendar. And you schedule a lot of massages. And sometimes because I've got my Apple uh, CarPlay situation, I get in my car and it thinks that I'm you wanting to go get a massage and it begins navigating to your massage. (laughs) Sooner or later, I'm gonna show up and get in line. No, you can watch. I I would not care. Like, I don't care. If I'm getting a massage, anything else can be going on. It won't matter. But what if I'm the one getting the massage and you're watching? That's that's, not good. No, that's not good at all. That's what I'm talking about doing. I mean, you talked about going to the gym. I try to get up with my alarm without snoozing and then going to the gym Three or my goal is really four times a week, mm-hmm. and I really don't feel good about myself if I if I only go twice. And it has nothing to do f- physically; it's just emotionally because I've but set this standard. It's but it's mood enhancing. Oh, sh- absolutely, it's totally mood enhancing. I mean, w- it, of course, everything is great about it except when I get injured and when I get really sore. But I basically get sore every week. I don't know. I guess that's a good sign is like, if you continue to work out and you continue to get, if you stop getting sore, it means you're not working out hard enough. It's because they, the people at your gym have designed the workouts to continue to confuse your muscles. Muscle confusion is the name of the game and they know it at that gym. I used to go to your gym until I got injured, so I don't do it anymore. Um, meaning your back got strained. but But my what, muscles what were confused in all the best ways. So what I'm saying is, Yeah, you've noticed that your calendar has a lot of my massages on it because I put more as an incentive, A, I need them. Like, my muscles get knotted up and so I get very intense massages in order to be able to go to the gym the next week. And I, but psychologically, I also consider it a reward. Like, if you go to the gym, your four times, if you meet your goal, then you've earned the right to get a massage and pay probably way too much money for a massage. And um, man, my pain tolerance has gone up so much because oh, I, I just get the masseuse to go for it. But I I digress. My splurge would be taking it to the next level because yeah, I'm already splurging. Like every other week, my goal being every week, I wanna get a massage. My goal being every week. But my splurge would be to hire a personal masseuse. Do you mean a person who is, that's their only job is to massage you, or do you mean that they just come to the office or wherever you're well, at? Well, I thought that they would come to like the house and maybe give me a massage, give Christy a massage, even Lily, I think because of like her back. It's a one-year anniversary of her, um, her back fusion, by the way, and she's doing fabulous. Hmm. Um, as of the recording of this, we're celebrating today, right now, she was in surgery. One year ago, did you have something special for breakfast? No. Oh. What we had a special discussion about it, like we commemorated it uh, conversationally. I don't know what kind of breakfast you would have had. You though. made me feel a little guilty all of a sudden. Well, you, you made it sound like it was. I mean, it is a big deal, but I, it's, I thought you were about to right, say. Right, but we didn't do anything. So we there we weren't had, cupcakes for breakfast. We had a spine cake for <laughs> we had a spine cake for breakfast. But so splurging would be even. So I started thinking about that but you gotta find the right person, somebody that's really good. And then beyond that, I've started to think, if I found that person and I hired them to like show up at where I'm at instead of me going to them, even a step further is just having that person on staff, just literally someone following me around, just giving me a massage in increments throughout the day. Can't you over massage though? I mean, is there such a thing? Well, I'd I'd love to have to experience that and be able to answer that firsthand. Your muscles, that's my goal. Your muscles become like veal. You know what? I've just become. I'm too tenderized. Right. And I you would like become I, a tender I, person. I, that's what I want to do. I want to push the limits of, ten human tenderization. <laughs> but I do. I, uh, but I, that it would be so ridiculous. I know it sounds ridiculous having somebody because I am not the type of person. I I actually, I don't like massaging people that I know or being massaged by people I know. I don't like that. I don't like this. Like. Oh, I'm gonna go up behind somebody, like a friend of mine, like, I, I've never massaged your back. You know, there's some people who well, like- maybe for a video. They'll come up behind you and like massage your back. Yeah, I'm not into that. And, it, and especially nowadays, you gotta watch that. Can't be just going up and massaging people. Well, yeah, I don't feel like it's, but, it's appropriate. But I mean, even back in like- I mean, it's gotta be with consent, it's, but- But usually it's not. Usually it's just like, oh, I'm being massaged. Yeah, but those weird- it's just a weird instinct it, there, from there, some There are people. certain people who are massagers. And they should be masseuses. And then if the, if they're on the payroll for that, then okay, it's all legit. And it's like, why is in every meeting, I, I just want someone massaging me while I'm in meetings. Like how- Yeah, you don't wanna be that guy though. You have to think about how the social horrible. impact. Yeah, because that would be bad. Because if you become a tenderized person that is constantly being massaged, now you've created a social a social awkwardness with all your interactions, so you're th- right. Th- these are things that gotta be done in secret, and I am it's not sus- secret. But I know secret massages in private, and I am suspicious of becoming too tender. So, what's your splurge? First of all, I am a splurgy person. Yeah, you know, splurgy could be my middle name, and uh, so I am very often buying things for myself. Um, but. I think that the most I don't. I think I I, this is not a position that exists, but I would hire a hobby, hobby trier. Let me explain what this is. This is your because I'm sometimes I'm like you know what a hobby trier. Like I'd like to paint. You know I'd like to paint. I wonder what painting is like. Well, I'd like to go home one day, and a hobby trier would be there. He or she would say. Welcome home, you're g- today you're gonna try painting. I've got everything you need. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're so just- you don't want someone to to test the waters for you, like welcome home, I've been painting all day, I'm gonna tell you what it was like. No, it's not like the person who who, who tests the, the, the food for the king, what was that the person? The cup bearer. A cup bearer, it's not a cup bearer, it's not a hobby bearer, it's a hobby introducerer. It's somebody who is like, I've got all the equipment, here it is, I've done a little research, and go for it. You've got one hour to see if you like this hobby. I'm going to return all the paints you don't open, whatever. <laughs> because I'm always thinking about things i want to try. But you got to like go to you got to go to like Joann's to really, you know, you got to spend half a day at Joann's just to be ready for it. But isn't a big thing for you actually? It's like, all at Joann's, disc- by the way. Discovery and the spending of the money that is part of it for you, or are you saying you don't like that part? You just mm-hmm. want to get into it. I don't, I mean I don't. I don't mind the spending of the money. Um, but I don't think that that's what I am. I, I get into things and then I buy the things that you need to accompany the experience. Um, but a lot of times because I just kind of piecemeal it together, I, I need like a I need a hobby introducerer. Somebody should invent that and be awesome business card too. Anyway, I'd pay for that if that, if that existed. Hobby introducerer. They're that's not, an not a good name. They're not an expert in anything. Hobby, hobby guide. Just give it a shot. dot com. No, not shot. Give it a try. Give it a whirl. Mm. The whirl. The whirl is pretty limiting. Give it a whirl. But in general, I, I'm a pretty. I'm, I'm already a splurger, so I probably don't even need to do that. Uh, here's another question, though. Uh, from Meg Manuel. Manuel, but I like to say Manuel. <laughs> Uh, You're wrong, but go ahead. I have a not so-called simple question. Okay. (laughs) For you two, if you had a chance to use anything or become anyone in the world or the impossible, what would it be and why? If we had a chance to become the impossible, what would it be? I don't know what that. Use anything or become anyone in the world or the impossible. Basically basically you could do anything and it doesn't have to be limited to what's possible, I guess. I the the thing that intrigues me is the if you had a chance to use anything because I immediately think about that wave pool in Austin Texas oh yeah, that you, you were that showing me on your phone who was that uh, Kelly Slater I think Kelly Slater the is, surfer is, the, the professional s- surfer is involved if not in in he did it I don't or he's got another one I don't know all the facts it's a big freaking I mean, I would say wave pool. Can but you look up the name of that, Jacob? Like you're starting to think uh, that uh, what, what what would you call? It? Would you call it automatic wave machine, yeah, Austin, Texas? Just search that and see don't what it's think called. about like a water park wave pool when there's like all these people on floaties and then a horn sounds at Emerald Point or whatever your water park is and called. And it's not a and standing it, like, wave like on a cruise sends. ship. It's not a wave pool like at the water park and it's not a standing wave that you see on a cruise ship where it's just going the whole time, which that also looks fun. No, this is a freaking huge pool like giant lake. It's big, I think it's as big as a football field is what it looked like. Could but be bigger. Picture right down the center line of the football field, not not the halfway point, what's that called? Midfield? Midfield. but. Bisecting the length from goalpost to goalpost, and there's some sort of robotic apparatus that then like travels from one end to the other and seems to create a wave that then you can surf on either side. So you either want a right, a right and a left. A right left. and a left at the same time. And, and it's and, a per- can, and it's a perfectly formed, I mean they can manipulate the wave, but it's a perfect tube. And I, I want to I want to use that anything. We got to go there, man. We got. Let's just go there this summer. What is the name of it? Inland Surf Park. Inland Surf Park. Inland Surf Park in Austin or outside of Austin. Got to do that, man. I bet those dude perfect guys have been there uh, They do everything, don't they? They're over there in Texas, just doing stuff. Yeah, and their big old warehouse. I love L.A., though. I'm not gonna dog it. I mean, we have we have a wave pool too. It's called the Pacific Ocean. Yep, but it's very. Finicky. Unpredictable it's and so cold. Finicky. And if it rains, you can't go in it for like a week. 72 hours is the recommended delay. Because all of the runoff from the Los Angeles streets and whatnot go into the ocean. I mean, it just goes into the ocean. It's just runoff. Yeah. And then you're sitting in there and you, you don't think you're drinking it, but you're drinking it. It's you're, getting into you. Your, your, your skin is drinking it. You're in. digesting at least an ounce of that water every time you go in it. Of course, who knows what they put in that Austin pool. Probably you know, just barbecue sauce, cowboy piss. Yeah, a mix of those two things. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm a little afraid. I mean, we could, we could easily make plans to go there. I mean, it ain't that hard. It's not like the other thing I was going to say, which I don't know, was is your personal masseuse coming because that's an extra ticket. Well, that that's on me. Stay out of it. He ain't masseusing you. Oh, it's a man. Yeah, it's a man. I'm just do you, do you have an opinion are you a George costanza situation here do you have an opinion about the uh all I care about is skills okay so I don't care if it's a man or a woman I just want skills and i've I've partaked of both hmm. it doesn't matter to me it's it's a it's like a sports deep tissue massage thing there's nothing weird about it and I'm completely naked but there's a sheet and they know what to do with the sheet and it's Keep it on you, hopefully. I'm no different than LeBron James. I work out well, and then I go and I get pounded on. I could it's a, I could make a list of the differences. Well, when it comes to getting a sports massage, there's no difference. I mean imagine how much longer it would take. Like I get a ninety minute massage and I'm like, dang it, this is getting too short. I will not get a sixty minute anymore. Like I am such I'm such a spoiled brat when it comes yeah. to massages. But if you're like, how tall is how big, Think about how big LeBron James is, or and there's bigger people than him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Imagine how long it would take to give them a proper sports massage. I mean, you're Are talking you saying four because hours. Because they have more muscles. Yeah. Like I'm got dinky muscles, and it's like I don't think that it increases the time. It absolutely has to. I don't think it's it's proportional to the muscle mass. Of course it is. I mean, and you think that LeBron James, LeBron James' deltoid is as big as my head? I guarantee you, LeBron James does not get four hour massages. I could could text him right now. I I bet you he's got three people on him. I don't have his number. I have a, a fake LeBron James that I follow on Twitter. Just a fan account. The other thing I was gonna say I wanted to use was I wanna pilot the boring machine that Elon Musk has invented. I want to be the guy behind the whip, like boring into the ground and making tunnels. Mm, seems boring. I, w- I don't wanna do it professionally, I wanna do it once. I, wait, let's do the wave machine. That's uh, Because that's a realistic goal and uh and it's in Texas, man. It's not like it's on the other side of the world. Right. Okay. Maybe they'll invite us there. We can make a video well, that out of that. That was the it. whole point, I guess why I got I, it. I so didn't want to say it, you know. Yeah, so sure. Inland in in, in we, we mentioned them all. Kelly. And then Come on, Kelly. And then they're like, oh, we should invite Rhett and Link." Down. Let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really the whole ploy. See what happens. Okay. Uh many people said that they wanted to hear my proposal story because we heard your proposal story, and we might have said Right, even this one's from Tamara Jackson says uh that we got links in a good mythical more. So Oh that's where it was. You can you can track down the good mythical more where I where I give my proposal story, which has its it has more than its share of uncalculated mishaps. User errors. Left turns, user errors and, and hijinks. But ended on a in in a good way. It still took in spite of everything I did to make to contribute to engagement. Um, okay, I'm gonna, tell, I'm gonna do this quickly because there's pieces to it. The very first time we ever really got to know each other um, was while sitting uh, on a bench at Macaroni Grill in Cary, North Carolina, waiting for Jesse to meet a locksmith because she had locked her keys in her car the night before. And not with you. She was not with me the night before. In fact, I had only talked to her one time. However, I went to uh, like a pool party at at her parents' house that my parents were at and my brother was at um, and everyone was like, Trying to get us together, right? So, like, my sister in law was like trying to get us together. My mom wanted to. Everybody wanted to get us together. Yeah, you and so and you should explain a little bit more of the dynamic of how everybody knew each other, but how you didn't know her. Well, her dad was my dentist growing up, Um, so I knew him and knew that he had. I vaguely knew that he had daughters, Um, but then my family and her family started going to church together. And so um, that's how I actually got to know her. But you were in college, you were a sophomore, right? Uh, Yeah, I was in college and she was a senior in high school. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I found out that she was a senior in high school and I was like, well. At this party? No, I found out about that before, like when, when because when I met her and I talked to her and I liked her, and then like at the end of the conversation, I find out or I, I, later I'm talking to somebody else and they're like, yeah, she's a senior in high school. I'm like, oh no, no, that I'm in college, man, no. And um, so anyway. And I was like, go for it. No, you weren't. Don't worry, just see yeah. what happens. And um, so I basically made up my mind that I was like, okay, well I can't date this girl. She's in, she's in high school and um, but when I go to this this, this uh, pool thing at her parents' house, I was kind of going because I knew she was going to be there. So it's one of these things. It's like I like this girl. I can't date her, but I kind of want to know her because she will be in college one day, you know. <laughs> and um, and so I um, I'm like talking to her at this thing, and then she's like, "Well, I got to go. I locked my keys in my car uh, last night up at the Macaroni Grill in Carry." And then Teresa, my sister in law, is like. Well, Rhett, why don't you take her up there? Why don't you drive her up there? That was Teresa, mm-hmm. and then my—that's that's, that's very Teresa. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the keys thing is very Jesse. It's like oh. I love the fact that like yeah we we have a we have a personal locksmith. We don't have a personal masseuse in my house. We have a personal locksmith. We have a we have like two locksmiths on speed dial. Okay. Yeah. You know. And so this is the big, be- what you're saying is this is the beginning of your relationship and I just think it's so poetic that this is how it began. So um, we drive up there from Fuquay to Kerry. you know, 25 minute car ride and you know, it- we're obviously connecting. Like we're having a great conversation and I'm like, I've got this like sinking feeling. Cause I'm like, oh no, I like her so much. This is not good, she's in high school. <laughs> and so then we have this, then the locksmith doesn't show up for like three hours. What? We sit on this bench at Macaroni Grill. This is before cell phones, so you couldn't call the guy. He was just like, I'll be there. I'll be there at 7 p.m. and he wasn't there until 10 p.m. Like it was that kind of thing. Like, but here we are having this conversation on this bench, he hope, might hoping been, he never shows up. You know what I'm a, saying? That's pretty cute. I think he was in the bushes watching you guys make a love connection, and he's kind of like, I don't want to ruin. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin. It. I don't want to cut well, it short. I want to be plus. Right, I want to. I want to. I want to creep a little bit. Be very clear that. It was only conversation. It was just intense conversation. It was the, you know, you you, you have those conversations where you're like, uh, it, it, when you're in high school, you think these are deep questions. Like, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? You know, if you could, if I could go back to like what we actually talked about, I'd probably be like a little, a little cringe factor, but. So you don't remember that being no, a topic. No, I don't, topic, I but don't it, know. It, I, I, I was making up some questions and trying to seem interesting, you know. It was working. And uh, so, we we are very interested in each other. Now, fast forward, we did not date while she was in high school because I just drew a line at that. Did the locksmith? I want to go deep with the locksmith. He, what I did he do? don't remember anything about him. He showed up and he uh, he, he unlocked showed the car. Up and he unlocked the car. I mean, Mazda six two six, like that. It was over. Not okay. very exciting. Okay. I say that to let you know that the bench in front of the macaroni grill at Cary was a very significant location in our relationship. We did not start dating officially until she uh, uh, became a freshman in college the next year. Now, uh, here, but things move very quickly. Ridiculously quickly after that. Because she went away uh, to, 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 she came to Los Angeles for the summer between her freshman and sophomore year in college you're gonna think I'm a nut and I was because I would never advise anyone doing this but thank God it worked out for us. So she was going into, she was gonna be a sophomore in college and I was gonna be, I was graduating. I was graduating college. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm gonna ask this girl to marry me. I don't care if she's still in college. I don't care if she just finished her freshman year in college, I love her and I wanna spend the rest of my life with her. And uh, I was married. It's working fine for me. You had just gotten married. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, I gotta be married too. Like, <laughs> Thanks, Mary. <married."> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I married a girl who graduated um, the same time as me. And and Greg, our other roommate, got married in the middle of the year. So I was like, well, we I all got, gotta get married I in got the same calendar in, year. I got married in May. He got married in December, and then you were like, oh. In the next June. So, but here's the proposal. I don't wanna drag this out. Uh, there's other questions to get to, but I was like, drag Drag it out, man. I I needed to get a ring. So, my ring story is a little different than yours. Uh, I knew that I should probably have a ring when I asked her. So, well, that's your opinion. And so, I uh, was thinking about saving up a very, I didn't have any money. So, I was like, how am I going to find a ring? And I'm talking to her grandmother, Gaga, who we talk about in the book of mythicality. about how I'm trying to figure out what to do about a ring. I'm telling her whole family. I took, went out and took her dad out to dinner and asked and asked for his permission. Yes, this is a very traditional southern situation uh, where that kind of thing was done. Did he inspect your teeth? Uh, no, he didn't. He already knew I had good teeth because he was my dentist. And uh, that conversation went well. Everyone knew that I was going to ask her to marry me when she got back and everyone was okay with it. No one was like, you guys, she, shouldn't she be older? No one said that. I don't know if I would have listened, but no one even said that. So it's interesting that she was away for the summer, which is exactly the scenario. Christy was away for the summer, and then when she came back, right, I popped the question. Right. So, but as I'm telling Gaga this, about- you are basically following my lead, emulating me a year later to a T, except you you learned from my mistakes. Exactly. So you're not saying that you wouldn't. If I hadn't done it, you probably would have made all my mistakes. Correct. So I uh, I'm talking to Gaga, and then she's like, "Oh, you need a ring? Hold on a second." And she goes into a closet and pulls out a freaking plastic bag of a bunch of knickknacks, and she's like reaching down there and she's like, "Oh, this is my, this is my mama's diamond ring," and she hands me over this giant diamond, <laughs> a carrot and a half. Whoa! I'm like, what? I was gonna get like a third of a carrot. I was gonna get such a, you know, and yeah. I was gonna be pushing it, and. uh and it was like all covered up in some weird fitting it was like an old setting and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna pay the two hundred and fifty bucks to get this thing reset, and I've got this awesome diamond ring so I'm ready right and i didn't and I didn't have to pay for the diamond it's an heirloom her grandmother's name was her great grandmother's name was Jesse so she was Jesse was getting Jesse's ring everything was falling into place oh wow so oh wow when she gets back about a week passes and I've got like this special night plan where i'm gonna Pop the question. And so what I ended up doing is, um, I was like, I wanna take her to a series of locations that are, have been special in our relationship and I'm going to blindfold her uh, in between the locations and then I will walk her out to this to these places and then take the blindfold off and I'll be like, oh, and now we're here and do you remember the things that happened here? Pretty kinky. Um, yeah, blindfolds didn't have quite the same, this is before Fifty Shades of Grey, you know? We, didn't, we weren't familiar with that. I'm still thing. not, for the so, record. It was just just to keep someone in, you know, not knowing where they're at. So I'm trying to remember all the places I took her, but I took her, you, if you follow uh, me. Were you, were you driving her around and she had a blindfold on? No, I was on a horse. Well, of course I was driving her around. What I do you mean? I just mean you get kind of nauseous with a blindfold on. Uh, she doesn't. Good. <laughs> So, <laughs> you, you escaped you escaped another this isn't ravine. Like, you, this isn't like you in the Book of Mythicality when the, your <laughs> right. mom was taking you to the birthday party, no. Uh, she was not getting nauseous. She was in, enjoying the, the conversation and the anticipation. Um, but as I was trying to give myself a shout out uh, on Instagram, Red MC, if you follow me there, you know uh, that uh, I posted a picture of the carving of our names in a tree on NC State's campus. Uh, which by at that point, the carving had only been in the tree for about a year. So one of the stops was taking her to that tree on NC State's campus and talking about the memories that we had there. One was taking her to, I think it was it was a, a lake near NC State, like Lake Johnson or something. I, I can't remember what it was. Sounds right. But we had had like a special date out there. Anyway, I can't remember all the places I took her, but I knew that the final stop was going to be the bench in front of the macaroni grill in carry. Oh yeah. And the plan was. Call the locksmith. When she, when she takes off the blindfold, I am on one knee with this bam, giant diamond ring. Oh gosh. That I didn't pay for. Um, Kiko, you're gonna have, that bam, you're gonna have to. No, that's good. No, that's good, you need more bams. And uh, I have to warn him about that. Needless to say. Okay, so yes, yeah, so she, you sat her on the bench, she's blindfolded, she's like, keep the blindfold on, just sit down right here. She's starting to think, okay, this feels like a bench. Okay, she's starting to guess where she is. She smells is. the macaroni. Yeah, the garlic bread. I don't bread. even think they have macaroni, but you know, she smells what they grilled. The there. grilled macaroni. And then, so like you're timing it to be like, okay, now remove the blindfold. Okay, how did, it, how did it go? Well, I didn't say it in a magician's voice. I didn't do that. So you got her on the bench. <laughs> I got her on the bench and then I said, okay, (laughs) remove the blindfold. (laughs) And when she did, I was down on one knee with the ring and I said something incredibly sweet that I don't remember that ended with, um, will you marry me? And- When did something go wrong? It didn't. She started crying. Dang it. And then she hugged me and she did not immediately say yes because she was- um, Smarter than you. She was 19 years old, man. She was a freaking teenager. She shouldn't have said yes. It was wrong, but it worked out, again. Um, and- what, Hold on, she didn't say yes? No, she did. She, it wasn't like, yes, yes, yes. It wasn't one of those situations where you know that this is coming and you're both in a, in, in a place in life where it's just inevitable that you're gonna ask the question. She was surprised. Like she, like she, she, there was no leak from her grandma no, with no. the ring or her family she didn't, from permission? It wasn't one of these things where like, you go pick out the ring together. Yeah, 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 I know was, that. It was but, a surprise. So, but, but she still could have heard. She hadn't heard. I think that she understood that that, that's what I wanted, but it wasn't a very clear thing that it, it wasn't a super surprise, like what, I've never even thought about this, but it was like, I did not know this was happening now. Mm. But then she started nodding, and I was like, is that a yes, and she was like. Yes. And. uh, but even even after that, did he, you go in? Did you go in at that point, or did the locksmith show up at that point? Oh, we didn't need it. The Macaroni Grill. We just used the bench. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't even tip anybody. Did the locksmith show up? Was uh, he a part of this? I didn't have his contact info. That would have been cool, man. If the locksmith shows up and he's he's there, slow clapping. <laughs> he's got the. I mean, you. Do, I mean, you can find ways to improve on my story, but well, I'm not um, saying that. Well, uh, the only way that I would actually improve, it's such a sweet story, nothing nothing went wrong. Um, I, was, I was looking for a left turn or some sort of foible. The only thing I would change is it was super sweet, very cute, <laughs> except because you're wearing those sunglasses, when you tell the whole thing, you seem like a complete douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you if you wanted me to keep these on. I know, it's said, like, yes. it's totally undermining your the vibe for those watching the because video, because what's going to happen? But the audio again. This is made ultimately for audio, but, but and no one's going to be thrown gonna off. What's going to happen is they like the, Here at Mythical, we we cut down these things, so there's going to be just yeah. an isolated story <laughs> of me telling my and they're gonna be like, what is Rhett doing now? Why is he wearing, Why is he wearing sunglasses? Is he doing a sunglass thing now? I think and all I, the comments are gonna be about how. You're crying under there. About how Rhett must be hiding something. Oh, Rhett, he, they got in a fight. No, <laughs> He's I, think got a it, black eye. I think it's that the story should be that you're hiding your emotions, man. Well, here's the thing. I'm gonna wear these sunglasses in life from now on in everything we do just to upset you. Not you, but yeah, you. don't no one's upset. No, some people are. Nobody's upset. And I like upsetting people. It's my hobby. It's but one of my main hobbies. It's not let, let's go with another question. You and Jesse are still together. Yeah, we are. Many years later. Hanging by a thread, but but you're doing <laughs> it. <laughs> it's been how how long has it been? It's been since that since that proposal. Eighteen years. Eighteen years. Okay. That's crazy. Another question. From Zoe Sutton, what is the strangest hobby you've ever had strangest hobby um, I, i'm I'm sure at some point I've talked about this grade school hobby of mine but um it's so strange I just have to i uh, I'll tell you again if if you've heard it before as a kid in 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 my road trip travels either with and I'm talking like young, like first, second, third grade because I know that I'd go on road trips with like my stepdad, Jimmy, and then like my papa, we would take road trips on the interstate and we'd always stop at, at rest stops and there were, or different gas stations or whatever would also have these like big displays of brochures like local tourist attractions. So My hobby was collecting brochures of places that I would most likely never visit, and then my hobby extended well beyond that to when I got back home, I would pour over these brochures like three three leaf pamphlets pamphlets, and i would I had a whole stack of them you know probably you know a foot tall worth of brochures. And I would go through them and just look at them. Were you and thinking I would, about one day visiting these places or was it about the brochure? That's as far as it, it went. was about the brochure. And it was about, I would think about visiting the places and then I would rank them in terms of my favorite places. Favorite places or favorite brochure? Favorite places depicted on brochures. But uh, the quality of the brochure did have an impact. Of like, course, presentation. Okay, you know, Disney World was on top for a while, but then right behind that, you had this place called like, Alligator World. Oh, gosh. Yeah. They had a really good brochure. They had a brochure that was as good as Disney's brochure. Maybe even better. Something tells me that the actual experience of being there was not the same. Um, they had less rules than Disney, I guarantee you that. But there were certain points in my reshuffling and ranking of the brochures that Alligator World did a few times move ahead. So I was like, I was like freaking. Casey Kasem in the top 40. Like on a, on a weekly basis, I would re-rank them. Like yeah. last week you were at number four, you now know, you're at number a two. A little less entertaining for the masses, but. And then once you got to the bottom of the stack, there was like yarn shop. Like I would, uh, you know, I felt. Threshold was pretty low. Uh, oh, well yeah, it was all part of it because I didn't wanna leave any brochure out. I would feel guilty. So what'd you do when you went to those things that had like sixty of them? You got one of every? I I wouldn't get ones that were like like steakhouse like there were steakhouse brochures. I would leave those. I'd leave those for the for the retirees. Fold, did they have to be folding? Because a lot of the ones now are just one panel. Yeah, they would. I I would never pick up a one panel. It would be like a bifold or a trifold or more. More? Oh, some of them were more. How many's Alligator World? Uh, I believe that was a trifold. Yeah. Disney big, World was big. Gator. Da, Disney World had a lot. I mean, there were like I had five or six different Disney World brochures because they had some. You for still the have these? No, you burn them. Uh, I can't think that I ever would have burned them. I just don't. I probably put them in a box at some point, and then the box was probably thrown away when Mom moved out of the house. Is this why your mom used a brochure to talk to you about sex? Because she knew your affinity? I was really into it. Um. Did you 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 put that one above Alligator World? (laughs) (laughs) It was not in that stack. (laughs) Son, I'm gonna give you this Alligator World brochure and teach you about (laughs) six. See these two gators? Let me tell you what's actually happening (sighs) right now. Um, That's my weirdest hobby, I think. I've had a bunch of hobbies. We actually did a whole episode about my my layers that I call them, some people call them phases. Um, I don't know, my weirdest one was probably bonsai. Um, it didn't last very long. It's not a weird hobby. I mean, it's. I mean, it's eccentric. It might be a little unexpected. Well, it is wood. You like wood? Um, but I killed the tree, and the hobby ended. And um, this is a pricey tree. Like Jesse got this for like a birthday present. Like she showed it to me before. Yeah. Y- sh- you got you. G- you got it. it and was, I was like, it was like almost was like oh, this is. Uh, it's almost twenty years old. This requi- I was like Jesse, this thing. Um. It looks expensive. It um, actually wasn't that pricey. It's kinda big. And then I was like, yeah, this type of thing requires like like steadfast commitment for like ever. And well, I kinda left it at that. Th- that's actually debatable. It requires- well, I could be wrong, but that's what I thought. It requires the correct, the, the, the right conditions. And so if you live in a place that doesn't have the right conditions or you've gotten in a place, that it isn't in the right conditions then the amount of care increases and i just didn't really understand um where it should be and i had a book but it didn't tell me you about you put it so what did you do wrong you put it outside or in the direct sunlight it's or supposed something? to be outside a lot of them are supposed to be outside and i believe the one but i put it outside but it was kind of like half cut. it wasn't in full sunlight and i think maybe it should have been in full sunlight i don't know the fact that i'm ignorant about it is the reason that i have a dead tree do you still have it no. You put it in the green. I buried it. I did a whole funeral service for it. No, you put it in the in the landscape bin. Yeah, I did, I just didn't wanna say that because it seems so disrespectful. Boomp, just like landed a little bit. Throwing a bit friend up. in the trash. Or did you keep the pot dish. that was in to, put, to recycle, to use that? For I so probably, wear it as a helmet every once in a while. Um, But the thing that I'm thinking about getting into, Tai Chi. What is that? That that's where the people are doing like the slow dances by themselves in the park, and it's like don't talk to that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to be the don't talk to that guy. No, but uh, it's like it's like karate motions in slow motion. It looks like you're surfing on a like a yoga mat or a blanket or just grass. It's supposed to be really good for like stress relief and balance, and a lot of people who are already like into like yoga and Pilates like will kind of naturally move into it. Um, I've had a couple people recommend it to me, but. Easily confused with chai tea, by the way. Well, totally different thing. You cannot, you cannot drink tai chi, chai tea while doing tai chi because it, then it's just basically like nothing is happening because they cancel each other out. I've seen it happen. I've seen a person completely disappear off of the face of the earth trying to put those two things together. It's like sine and cosine. They just like get sucked into a black hole of chi. Mm-hmm. That's not true uh but i've been thinking about that so if you if you have any if anybody has any recommendations any sources or tell should, you know anything i should be worried about the discipline of like moving that slowly i mean i could see how that would be very centering and it's but it requires a lot of concentration to not not do anything too quickly you know cuz you kind of want to get through it so, well go through the motions so to speak and i think you can you can like chondro energy balls and like throw them th- throw them. at things. Hadouken! Um, that's not true as well. Didi Hagareda says, Brainstorm, how would you get a draft at the top of a 40 plus story skyscraper? P.S. not that you should. Is this a team building exercise assignment? I mean, we got engineering degrees every once in a while, I like to use them. I, I, I have an immediate plan that comes to mind for me. Well, is, they're dangerous, first of all, I mean, uh, I recently read about the the cinematographer who went on the, the wildlife preserve filming killed. giraffes and the giraffe swung his head around, hit him and killed him. I don't think that they are. Head g- butted I don't think that's a typical experience though. Well they said that he wasn't following the rules. That's what the police said, that the giraffe would not be punished and he wasn't for swinging his, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of momentum. There's a restaurant in Africa. Swing that head at the end of that neck around. There's a restaurant tell, in Africa the where the giraffes will stick their heads in the windows while you're eating. I I mean, at the Santa Barbara Zoo, which uh, I, I hesitate talking about zoos. And I, you know. They're controversial. That's the last zoo that I've been to. And it may be the last zoo I ever go to. I'm just gonna leave it at that except to say but, but, that while I was there, I fed a giraffe. Oh, so you don't wanna get into the ethics of zoos. I don't wanna get into the okay. ethics of zoos. I'm we'll, just saying. We'll save that I for fed another... a giraffe at the zoo and it, I mean, I guess it, could, it The, it was in such a way that like the, it couldn't have swung its head and killed me. Like it's, The head at its farthest point is the closest you could get to feed it something and we fed it. I think that's the last experience You'll I will have at a zoo. I bet you I can get you back into a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that, now that you, you presented me with a challenge. Uh, You're young, man. Lots of zoo time. Lots of zoo time left. Zoo time. That's going to be a new segment. I don't know how I feel about zoos. When I was a kid, I had, beside my stack of brochures, I had a stack of uh, zoo books, they were called. Uh, misnomer because they were magazines. They were, li- they were magazines and they were called zoo books and each month I would get one and it would have uh, a different animal on the cover, tastefully shot, well, tastefully photographed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's clarify. Um, And I I didn't keep the brochures, but I kept all my zoo books and I still have them. And uh, Lando looks through them because I don't take him to the zoo, I just take him to the zoo books. Does he order them in animal preference? None of my kids are as neurotic as I am. Um, we, we I encourage them in in away from like what the hole that I dug and and the well that I was in the bottom of. I think it's very simple how you get a draft to the top of a 40 uh story skyscraper. You sedate it and you put it into uh like a harness and you use a helicopter. Uh, a twin engine
1: well, there's big elevator. There's big
0: elevators in like skyscrapers. It's well, like, uh, oh, well, yeah, if there's an elevator that would hold the giraffe, sure there is. I believe that there I mean, if you sedate it, it's going you can curl it up like a snake. Okay. Well, let's just say there's not an elevator like that. But if there is, sure a helicopter. Man, think about that. Like a droopy sleeping giraffe being sl- sl- sloughed up next what, to a hey, whatever it takes. If that's what the, if that's what the people want. <laughs> that's a Twitter moment. Uh, I yeah, I also agree with the questioner, this should not actually be done. We're not suggesting it be done. So if you're thinking about it, if you have plans to hoist giraffes on the top of buildings, you should probably stop that right now. I mean, they would get quite a view up there. Do it, it on green screen. Once you factor in the neck and they're on top of a skyscraper, I mean, that's quite a treat for a giraffe, man. Well, which kinda gets into the ethics of zoos. <laughs> I did you know you wanna does, give, a, does a giraffe in the zoo have it better than a giraffe in the wild? draft in the zoo's not gonna be attacked by a lion. They're just gonna have celery shoved down their throat by toddlers. It's not sh- I mean, some, Well not shoved. Some zoos have like giant uh, open areas. I don't know, I don't actually have an opinion about it or that I care that much about. So and I just, and, and just wanna stir the, the pot a little you've bit. You've made people upset by saying that. That's I, why I was like. Yeah, I, I like you stirring know, the pot, man. The safest, th- I said the safest thing which was I've been to brought a zoo, it up, but I'm not going to a zoo anymore. I just felt like that was a safe thing to say. No, no, I want the people who absolutely hate zoos to just make a bunch of comments because I think it's, it, it, feel, they, it feels good for them. I think it's cathartic for them to, to get their thoughts out in YouTube comments. So I'm giving them the opportunity to do that. And we can learn from it. Right. <laughs> you, sh- you, you shouldn't have added that last part because it almost seemed oh. sincere. Until you laughed, until you said the thing that made me laugh, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be more careful. No, I, I was sincerely saying we could learn from it. I'm trying to do a little PR here. Okay, I'm yeah. spin. Right, like you're the one trying to be funny. I'm just trying to keep no, us no, out of not, hot water. I am not trying to be funny. That is never my intention. I am never trying to be funny. The sunglasses again aren't helping. <laughs> I can't read your face, and plus you look like a douchebag. I mean, the glasses look great. I think you should buy them. But when you're doing a podcast in like a dimly lit room, our great looking sunglasses that you can purchase at mythical.store start to undermine your coolness. No, no. I'm like Joaquin, man. You know what I'm see, saying? See what I'm saying? This you see what he's of, demonstrating? This is the kind of thing that Joaquin would do. He would, But he would be a lot more low key than me. He'd be like this. Oh, he'd be sitting back. You wouldn't be able to hear anything. WWJD. Joaquin starts with a J, right? Yeah, WWJD. Mm-hmm. The bra- you can repurpose the bracelets if uh, if you're so inclined. <laughs> Last question, Rachel Horton. If you could know the absolute and total truth to one question, what question would you ask? I think I'd ask that giraffe at the zoo how happy he is. That would that would that would be helpful, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen. I mean, there are, I watched, there are psychics who say they can give that answer. I watched freaking Blackfish. Free Willy? <laughs> I didn't watch Free Willy. I watched Blackfish and I was like, never going back to SeaWorld. That's wrong, man. What they're doing to those freaking animals is wrong. And so they're not doing it anymore because people stop going. I'm all for that. And I know that zoos are, are, are different. But, but I, don't think, I don't think that zoos are an equivalent maybe some of them are, but I don't think that most major zoos are equivalent to SeaWorld. But I don't really wanna talk about this. Well that's what you said you want, and that's why we would just like to know. Yeah, instead of speculating, I wanna talk, I wanna talk and it, to the friggin' instead giraffe. Instead of speculating and opinionating way out of our league, we would just like to ask the animals. I mean, I would just, I mean, on that front, I guess I'd like to know I'd like to know what my dog was thinking at any point, but I only get to ask one question, is that what it is, is this a question? If you can know I'm the, know the one, absolute the truth. truth. about something. You wanna know what Jade's thinking, Jade, I think. Yeah, that's boring. I think Jade, you probably know what she's boring, thinking. Boring, yeah, not thinking she's much. right pretty happy. Honestly, I think the, the, the question that I would really like to know is I would like to know the comprehensive, definitive truth about aliens. Yes. So I, I would like to be able. If I would like, do aliens exist? And describe them in detail. to I want me. the complete truth about aliens. Yes. Yeah, so to be able to be like, well, actually, you're the only people in the entire universe, which would be mind blowing. Or there's actually millions of other civilizations. And he, let me describe them to you in this volume, this encyclopedia of alien information like that's what i want to know it would be nice to know but think about how disappointing it would be if the answer the complete and utter truth was the first option that there's nothing there are no other life forms in existence off of our planet you know boy that would that'd be pretty disappointing wouldn't it um because i don't know if it would be disappointing if, if the answer was there are well, the truth is there are, there is alien life. You're like, yes, tell me more. As opposed to, oh, there's nothing, Oh, Seriously? It would be disappointing. I almost feel like I didn't wanna know. It'd be disappointing in terms of like the personal entertainment factor. The f- Not entertainment, but fascination. Fascination factor, but it would be sobering. And I think it would probably make me think differently about lots of things. Really? Because I already think that what we have on this earth is incredibly precious. You know, I think that the fragile uh, responsibility that we have, you know, um, with the the, the amount of impact that we can have on earth and that we are having on earth right now Mm -hmm. and on our own civilization and, you know, we already have a, a huge amount of responsibility but if we're legitimately the only intelligent life in the entire universe, then I think it would make me even more. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of pressure. It'd be like, hold on guys, no, no, no. For real, we can't destroy this. Like it's actually, it's even a bigger deal than I thought it was. But if we had a complete knowledge of, of alien to us life, I don't like calling them aliens. I like calling them aliens to us. Life. Extraterrestrial. Extra earth terrestrial, yeah. They're probably terrestrial. But terrestrial means of earth. No, it just means of of dirt. Yeah, but earth means Is dirt. Is our dirt. Is our earth. Again, you're, you're e. so self-centered here. I'm trying to get away from that. Ter- extra and I'm trying to get, ter- eradicate zoos ter- too, ter- by Terrestrial. By the way. But when extra- the aliens ter- show up, we, if they're not as smart as us, we put them in zoos. We let all the a- aliens, we let all the, we let all the animals out and we put aliens in the zoos i I think sincerely i mean you you know a complete truth about these civilizations which probably we, we we do not have the capability to get to or communicate with, so that may be very frustrating, but then ultimately it would accelerate all of our efforts to be able to make those connections you know um and then to create an internet of of various terrestrials, or maybe space shields. I mean, they all don't have to be associated with dirt, I guess. What I'm saying is, if we knew that, it would accelerate our efforts to then make connect, contact. connect, and get get out of our own way. We, yeah, the money that seems like a waste of time to some people in trying to make contact, and trying to monitor the universe and to send probes out and that kind of thing at the rate that we're working would suddenly become the most maybe Im- it'll happen, but pr- it probably th- the will most not important happen. thing it would become the most important thing unless you take like the Stephen Hawking view, which is if 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 aliens exist, we don't want them to know we're here because the chances that they are friendly are very small because if they're anything like us, whenever they move into a new environment, they destroy everything else. Right. Put all the animals in zoos. Well I have, I want to have a more hopeful approach, but knowing the truth would help. Or would it? But here's the thing, we can't know that. I know. We can only a, want to know that. So now I'm I'm still frustrated, but I I think that's an excellent answer. And I think that's where the, we'll end this thing. Oh, we'll, we'll begin the easy letdown. Let's begin it, um, okay. See, and, and we can put the music in. Just I, a, I forget. We stopped putting the music in at the end of our podcast. We should put the we should put the easy letdown music back in. So it's in there now. Boy, it's feeling like this thing's coming to a close, but it's not yet ended. Um, I will say, I'm not going to wear sunglasses next time. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you don't. You've already said it in the comments. Because again, but listen, I was the the peak. The peak. Experience, I, I would still argue is audio only, but I know that it still impacted your ear experience because of the way that I had to interact with, with him with yeah. those sunglasses. And on. even though I'm never actually trying to be funny, that's never my motivation, um, when I said that I was gonna wear sunglasses this whole time, it was an attempt to be funny. And uh, I, it, you know, I may have failed in your eyes and I may have just annoyed you this whole time. This is a, this is a moment of growth. Which gives me a little bit of pleasure uh, be honest with you, but I'm 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 I'm, work, I'm working through that. Uh, I want to wear them again because the you out there who are annoyed by the fact that I had them on, it's what keeps me going. <laughs> I love everyone. And I love you, and I I think that I want you to love me. And don't don't lump me in with this guy. But I'm never trying to be funny. I'm always serious. You can take everything I say uh, and everything that I say on this podcast at face value. At face value. It's and all literal and it's never being sarcastic. The level of that value is is questionably uh, attained but it's probably low. Yeah, because what's, who needs sarcasm? Sarcasm is just nothing p- productive for our world. We should not be funny, we should not joke. Everything we say should be the literal meaning of the words that are coming out of our mouth because that would just make life simpler and less beautiful. Hashtag Ear Biscuits is how you continue a conversation with us. On social media. Please do that. We value that, as well as leaving a review on iTunes. It's actually bright in here. And you, yeah, it's funny. It's bright. It's not dim, we'll speak at, at you next week.